Jack, do you know what is worse than recording a beautiful hour and a half podcast with some of the most hype moments from the week, including a hype reaction to a new Assassin's Creed game? Do you know what is worse than that? What could that be, Kyle? Audio issues, mate. Audio issues. You're not Audio wrong. issues. And we had a few of them this week. These audio issues, I'm not going to say are worse than the state of Halo, but they're bloody close. They're bloody close. It, it's, um, yeah, it sounds like I'm in a, ho- a hotel room just on my laptop or phone recording, and uh, I sincerely apologize. Look, all we can do in this time is uh, forgive you. So, ladies and gentlemen, we apologize for the, for the audio. Uh, there's nothing we can do about it. But please enjoy the episode. There's a lot of hype stuff in here. Don't let it be a sour taste on your tongue. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the latest episode of the Aussie Lag Games cast. What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to the greatest gaming podcast on the internet, the Aussie Lag Games cast for Friday, the 2nd of the 9th, 2022, for episode 95. I am one of your hosts, Carlson Spurge, joined as always by my brother from another mother, the man with the plan, the Chewbacca to my own solo, Jack. Gibbs. How you doing, buddy? I am doing fantastically this evening. How you doing, man? I am doing quite well. Not going to lie. I'm doing quite well. Glad to hear it. Um, Glad to hear it. It's been a week, you know what I mean? It's been a week where every day has felt like Friday. That That's very true. That's very true. You just wanted it to feel like Friday because you've been downing that sanctuary. I've been. I have been. We'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you were itching. <laughs> <laughs> we will definitely be talking about that, mate. I, I, I just want to... We always start this podcast off with what we've, been, what we've been playing, and I just wanted to bring this to the forefront uh, this week. Ladies and gentlemen, your boys uh, were playing Apex last night, and we we bloody did it. We nearly hit five BR wins in a row. We hit we went 4-0, and people, before the inevitable destruction on the fifth game. We nearly maxed out our streak badge. I'm, I'm very excited about it. I'm not going to stop being excited about it. I'm beaming right now. I was beaming on the night. It was so good. I just wanted everybody to know that we're not trash. We're fucking champions, and we got the video evidence, and we shouldn't have had that fifth game. We shouldn't. We shouldn't have. But here's the thing. We needed it. You know what I mean? Like, we needed... I I feel like we couldn't have gone to bed on a win like that after four. It's like, there's, there's that... If we had come back the next day and played our first game and lost, it would have been like, we should have played last night. We were on a streak. We were on a high. We were doing well. We fucked it ourselves. But I'm just, I'm glad we had it last night. I'm glad it was over when, I'm glad it ended when it ended. And I'm glad that we didn't care because we'd already had such an amazing streak that we weren't even mad about it. I feel like we would have been madder today. (laughs) No, you make a good point. You're right. No, we had to answer that question last night. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If we had have won it, would have we just kept playing till till we lost one? Was that? I think I feel like that's where we were heading. I feel like if we had won that fifth game, there we'd probably still be playing right now. We like the. I'll, I'll tell you what. The magical moment. If we had have kept winning all the way to nine a.m., I think I would have been pretty honest with my boss. Like, hey man, we're on a fifteen-hour streak. <laughs> I need today. I think I would have been straight up honest about that, and I I reckon he would have understood. No, I think I feel like if you tell anybody that you're on a streak on a BR, they know what that means. They yeah. know that oh, okay, I can't interrupt this. Good luck. <laughs> you know, I will see you when when you're at the end of this. Um, yeah, no, nah, dude, what a what a great night of Apex. I love Apex. I I fucking love Apex. I hate how much I love Apex. Um, I'm not as addicted as some other people on the team. They know who they are. Um, but yeah, man. Oh, so good. Oh, such a good night. It is. I um, do you, like 
when you play Apex or think about Apex, how like are you still craving a Titanfall three, or do you think Apex is is oh. that universe now? What a fucking amazing question, mate! That is one of the best questions you've ever asked me. Personally, I do crave a Titanfall three. I personally, I do. Um, and I think that's like it's not to say that like uh, like Apex is bad or anything. Like I love the game, but my craving comes from. I was incredibly hyped for Titanfall 1. Like, I got the collector's edition. I made sure I had the console. I was, like, all about it. I was ready for it to drop. I had a whole bunch of people that were jumping into play. Um, Titanfall 1 was so good. It was peak Titanfall. Like, and how many games can say they came out, at, like, on a peak? Like, like when Titanfall dropped, it was, like, something brand it's, new. It's, it's only that they come out on a peak because their sequel's so shit. But, like, Titanfall was, like, it felt next-gen. Like, it, it marked the new generation more than anything else has in my lifetime. Or, you know, you could probably debate some PS2 games, go go that far back, sure, but Titanfall was was probably the most recent example. In yeah, my like, Titanfall was a moment. It was like, hey, these are the guys that made One Warfare. They're making movement in first-person shooters next level. First-person shooters next level. They're introducing fucking mechs into a first-person arena. Like... You're going to be able to move around, grapple around, and actually, like, be able to fight off giant mechs. I'm an anime kid. So, like, the fact... So, like, the fact that I was able to play a gritty, militaristic first-person shooter with mechs that, like, didn't look anime-like, but looked like... When you look at a Titan in Titanfall, you look at a legitimate thing that the military could use in about 200 years' time. Military could use in about 200 years' time. 100%. Makes sense. I, I get it. Um, now, Titanfall was amazing. Titanfall 2 was a Titanfall 2 was a moment, right? Because like it was like EA sent that poor game out to die and it turned in probably one of if not the most memorable first person shooter campaigns I've ever played. Like I I laughed, I cried, I got so excited playing it. I had a lot of fun playing it. I got to the end of it and was upset uh because I was done, like, I, and I and I wanted to keep playing it, so that's when that's so like it's so good. That's when like all right, I'll go into multiplayer, so I could continue my journey in multiplayer. So that was so good. But yeah, I don't know why why EA sent that out to die. It really doesn't make sense to me. But I do crave a third one. I crave more lore from this universe. Apex gives so much, right? But I st it still feels like. It's personally, it still feels like there's a chapter missing. You know what I mean? That last sort of like piece before X. Like there's something in there. Like there's something. Like there's something in there. Like there's something that's supposed to be explored. You know, like Blisk, for example. Like Blisk, you see Blisk. He's like Apex was this character who was synonymous. X was this character who was synonymous with Titanfall, a fan favorite Titanfall character who is basically responsible for the apex games and it's like okay so you're putting a massive character from the 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 main campaign the main thing that's not throwing titanfall away that's not throwing titanfall away that's like really embracing what where this comes from so it's just so weird we haven't heard anything about a third game is there a third game i don't know i hope so i wish i, I wish to god that there is Will I ever get it? I don't know. Probably not. 
The only sad thing is, is if we do get a third one, it'll be set before that Apex law, because I don't think it can really be set after. It'll be set before Apex law, and the only downside is, I know Blisk is alive, so I can't kill him, which is what uh, the one thing I've wanted to do since Titanfall 1, is kill that motherfucker. <laughs> I know I can't do it canonically, which, which sucks. <clears throat> That's an interesting point. I, I think we'll get a Titanfall 3. Um, but I, I, I secretly hope... Now, look, I didn't play Titanfall 2 as much as I wish I did, so my opinion, you know, is small, but... Um, I wonder if they brought out a Titanfall 3, if they would buck all trends and just have, like, this first-person shooter campaign. And, like, that sort of it. Like, their multiplayer is Apex. Like, I, I would... Respawn with Titanfall has done nothing but fuck with trends. Honestly. Mm. Like, yeah. Titanfall 1 was just multiplayer. Now, that's obvious these days. You can just release a game without a campaign. That seems to be normal. For better or that worse, was a big deal back then. Though. Big that deal, massive, yeah. So it had to be of the massive highest quality, game. and it was of the highest quality. The Titanfall yeah. two, again, I haven't played a lot of Titanfall two, but from what everyone says in my small time with it, highest quality, amazing campaign. You know, they bucked the trend by going backwards to just a standard first person shooter release. And then, you know, if, if you had said, hey, in twenty nineteen, EA is going to drop a battle royale that isn't the shitty battlefield battle royale that Apex ended up crushing. I would have been like, please don't. Please, please don't. Oh, no, Respawn. Oh, no, why are they doing it? Like, but they brought out a Battle Royale. They took on tight, uh, sorry, Fortnite and uh, PUBG, and they, they bucked the trend. They they are one of the, the three or four big Battle Royales, and they continue to be. They bucked the trend of shit live service game. Now, Apex isn't perfect. They've had some patches that have gone wrong, and I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say it's put it on such a high pedestal, but they've maintained that game. That live service has continued. New maps, updates, new characters every three months. Like, We'll talk about Halo a little bit later, but we're having season two go for ten months. You know what I mean? Like, like <laughs> Apex has hit the three month seasons from the first or second month, whenever season one started. You know, they. I feel like Respawn has bucked every trend. The Star Wars game, EA couldn't make a Star Wars game to save their fucking company. Respawn goes, "Oh yeah, we'll just do a single player one. No worries, everyone loves it." Yeah, yeah, it's considered like, one of the best Star Wars games ever made. Like, that's mental. What I don't know what else Respawn has done, but if they bring out Titanfall 3 without a multiplayer, I would be as shocked as everybody, but at the same time, I'd be like, that kind of fits the Titanfall story. You know what yeah. I mean? The Apex multiplayer is there, they've got arenas now. They've, I know it's not the Titanfall gameplay that, that a lot of people are very passionate about, but I don't know. It's just play religiously. Like, they've got a massive online community. Yes, that's very true. And and, it, and Apex has really only grown that community as well, to be honest. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know, just, just an early call out for me. I wouldn't be surprised if Titanfall 3 is, is a smaller experience in that sense. But then again, could you make a Titanfall game without the amazing multiplayer? Like, that might be a bit insulting to their truest of fans. So, um, yeah. we'll see what they do. Um, yeah. So obviously, I think the, I think Star Wars might be next from them. So um, yeah, might need a little bit more time. Oh, but we'll see how I'm we excited go. for that one. I'm not gonna lie, I'm excited for that one. We've, we've, we've right. announced that officially, right? I can't. They have, yeah. Star yeah. Wars Jedi Survivor. Very excited. Yeah. For that so obviously, game. obviously, we're gonna go through that first, but maybe yeah. Titanfall game in the future. Yeah. yeah, I hope so. Fingers crossed. Super excited. Super great. But mate, I've been playing a lot of Saints Row. I've been playing a lot of that Saints Row, mate. <laughs> Apart from those four games of Apex, have you touched anything else? Not really. Not really. Have, Not even uh, myself. It's been mental. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs>
Have you, compl- <laughs> have you completed the game? I have completed the game. I Well, like, I've completed the campaign. I've done every side mission. I've done almost everything. I'm at 99% according to the game. And I have... Fuck yeah, we'll call that finished. Yeah, i got like two or three trophies left. I'm going to hit that plat. But, um... Oh, man. So we... Oh, what, man. What, what are we What are we getting, Fuzzy Lad? Are we getting a review? Oh, are we man. getting a, a gameplay? Well, something? What are we getting... I'm hoping there's gonna be I'm hoping there's gonna be a write up for the website, a written review, yep. and also a video review, which you'll be able to access both from the website. Um, but yeah, uh, just just to, just to touch on it, just touch on it. Right, I know there's the a lot of people podcast. out there. Yeah, there's a lot of people out there that are like, um, this game's awful. Don't touch this game. This is disgusting. This is the worst game I've ever played. They they didn't finish it. Simple as that. Like these are people that probably gave up halfway through. Saints Row isn't awful. It is aggressively okay. It is like it is like aggressively okay. And what I mean by aggressively okay is at no point when I do something or finish something do I feel bored. I just feel like okay, like I've done that in Saints Row the Third. Like they're side missions, right? Like um insurance scam doing that in 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 saints row the third with the cartoon yard style it's a lot of fun and it's like really stupid and it doesn't go on too long you do that like three or four times right whereas in saints row 2022 you do the insurance scam mission it takes way longer than the old games it's not as it's not as like cartoony right it's a very serious like art style for a game but the then it's like hey thanks for doing that insurance scam go do it 10 times as opposed to the old games where they'd make you do it four they're like go do it 10 times by the way whereas it used to be a side mission in saints row the third you need to do this 10 times to complete this venture to continue in the campaign side content isn't side content side content has become the prerequisite for you to continue on your campaign progression like you are legitimately building an empire and you cannot finish the campaign until you finish building your empire in order to build that empire you need to go out into the world and complete different businesses and business ventures for these individual businesses which means you need to go out there and do 12 of one thing 10 of another thing five of this thing seven of that thing to complete that venture and not only that to max out your your capital gain, you then need to go into that area, that, that um, what do they call them, uh, like suburb, and you need to completely rid it of the crime that is being committed in there. So then you have to go and do a mission where it's like, you've got to kill all these guys, but you have to do it five times in five different locations. And then sometimes they'll mix it up with, oh, the police is scanning this building. Go find a random van that looks like every other van in the game and blow it up. It's, it's like, at no point is it like, this game feels like if it had come out in 2010 and had no bugs and, and was like, you know, and, and like dropped with this art style and that, it would like, people would be like, man, nine out of 10, you know, eight out of 10. This game is great. Can't wait to see what the franchise does in the future. But unfortunately for Volition, they did three. Three was amazing. They did four. Everyone was like, yep, four's okay. They did get out of hell. People didn't like it, personally. I enjoy get out of hell. People didn't like it because it was very different from what they'd done before. They didn't really like it. And then they did Agents of Mayhem, which people hated. People hated Agents of Mayhem. 
everyone when Agents of Mayhem came out, every Saints Row fan was like, just go back, do Saints Row, do what you've done before, don't change the formula. It was already fun. Do this, do that. So what did they do? They went back. They did exactly what they were told. They made a carbon copy of like Saints Row the Third and a little bit of two. They didn't really innovate on anything. And they've basically done exactly what the fans wanted. And no one's happy about it. Because the people reviewing the game weren't the fans asking for this. They were the people that are waiting for the industry to innovate and do different things. Which is really unfair on Volition, who have gone out and done exactly what the fans wanted. But it's also really fair for critics to be like, they've done nothing different because really they haven't. That's a tough one. Because yeah, like if you're reviewing, let's say, 50 games a year, yeah, that might be a bit extreme. But let's say 40 even. Like, if you get a game that's just more of what you've played before, I could understand that sticking out poorly to you. But if it's what the fans want, then I feel like that needs to come into the, the judgment a little bit, um, yeah. which I appreciate appreciate about your own thoughts. Like, that's that's quite um, quite fair, I think, everything you've said. Yeah. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't played it myself. I've watched you stream a bit of it on Twitch, and... Um, yeah, completely understand what you're sort of what you're sort of getting that from from that. Um, so I don't know, like, is this a game you can recommend, or is there some uh, strings attached to that? Like, if you're a fan from the old days, like, what's well, what are your thoughts there? <laughs> I look. Here's the problem, right? Is I can't, I, I cannot, in good conscience, recommend you go out and pay a hundred dollars for this game. Yeah. If EB do what they've been doing with all the games that are suddenly dying after release, this game will be like ten to fifteen bucks, and maybe next year two dollars. So if 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 like you want dumb fun for, let's be honest, like if you're playing it like me and you're playing nothing else over a course of four days, like you'll have you'll have some fun with it, right? I would say like fifteen to twenty dollars is definitely the price you should be paying for this game. Don't pay anymore. Okay. <laughs> Don't pay anymore. Um, one question purely for me, maybe someone else will find it interesting as well. What's the sandbox like? Like, could you just fuck around for an hour and and not worry about missions, just blow some shit up? Like, what's what's the sandbox like? Okay, you can one hundred percent go around, blow shit up, but it's I don't know, it's not fun, right? Because the city is so weird. It's like an amalgamation of different key locations from different cities around the world. Like, it feels like one part of the city feels like you're in LA. Another part of the city feels like you're in the Mojave Desert. Another part of the city is basically the Las Vegas Strip. Another part of the city basically feels like downtown LA. Another part feels like Mexico. It's like they've put together a whole bunch of key locations from, like, places that you would recognize from, like, the best best bits of, like, maps from GTA and the older Saints Row games, right? So... It's, it feels a very, like, hodgepodge mixed together. The problem is, is there's not a lot going on. Like, there are people walking around, but it didn't feels... feel lived in, did it? No, it doesn't. It feels... It feels like an abandoned theme park a lot of the time, right? Because you've got, like, all these, like, run-down areas and stuff like that. Like, the, the, the Vegas Strip is just, like... like even at night doesn't look like the Vegas strip. Like, at, like if you've been to Vegas, you'll know what I mean. Like at night, like Vegas is just like lit up. It's fun. There's people everywhere at night in this game. Even during the day, it's dusty. The lighting in this game is something uh, is sometimes this game can look incredibly beautiful. And other times it, it is the 
fucking worst with lighting. Like, like it, like you won't be able to see anything sometimes at nighttime if you're in the right oh. place. And sometimes when you're driving the car, like if you're driving towards the sun, you can't see shit. Like the screen goes orange. Like, it, like the lighting in this game is all over the place. But I won't say that it's all ugly. Sometimes it can look really good. But the, yeah, the city itself just does not feel lived in. But like, if you do want that experience of going around, blowing shit up, having fun, after a certain business venture uh, that you unlock, I'm going to say about halfway through the game, you gain the ability to be able to call in one of the various factions and you're instantly given level three notoriety and you can just fight. Like, you can just blow shit up, you can try out a new gun, you can just go nuts with it. It's a lot of fun. Um, and the way to end that notoriety is you get to level 5 notoriety and you kill the the boss boss and then it just cuts notoriety out completely. So it's not like you're going to be stuck there until you die. There is sort of like an end goal. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's just... The sandbox would be fine if games like... If games like Spider-Man didn't exist, this sandbox would probably be fine, right? Problem is, right, you look at Spider-Man where the city feels lived in, there's people fucking everywhere, and you spend 90% of your time not on the ground. Do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, that's, that's an interesting point. It's like they've, they've gone to the painstaking details of like putting people everywhere, putting people who should be where they are, where they are, having cars going all the time, you know, having cars doing stuff like in Spider-Man. One time I watched the garbage truck literally stop at every building and pick up garbage. I'm like, holy shit. Like, why would someone oh, program really? this? That's mental. Yeah. It's like, it literally stops and gets garbage all the way up the street. I'm like, that's mental. Like someone spent a whole week doing that. So like, impressive. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. That's so so the problem is games like that exist where you aren't going to touch the ground most of the time, but they've still done that, right? And this game takes place in the streets. Like, this is... This, it's what the whole point of the game yeah, is like taking it, yeah. back the streets. Yeah. So it's real sad when I walk down a street and there's two people there, and it's like, cool. And, and there's like four cars on the road. Uh, it just feels... It feels empty a lot of the time, which sucks. But, like I said, it's not, it doesn't make the game worse. It just makes it aggressively okay it's it's very aggressively okay. okay that is that's great that really yeah that explains it that explains it yeah. thank you for the summary look forward to the full review on aussielag.com or the youtube channel oh it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one it's gonna be if, if that piqued your interest at all it's gonna be a good one <laughs> um so mate oh mate we've got some very interesting news that's come out this week i'm it's very excited there, to talk yeah. about it where we start mate Oh, mate, we are starting with the uh, leaked images and details about Logitech's gaming handheld. You see any of this? Oh, I thought we were going to talk about the new G502 mouse range, because that looks very sexy. But let's go to the handheld. Let's go to the hey, handheld. Hey, mate, I haven't seen them yet, but if you want to talk about it, we definitely can. Mate, as someone who's brought four or five G502s, if this thing dies, I won't be so sad anymore. Yeah, um, you yeah, I don't know. I just, I'm just glad they're keeping the like look, design, and feel around. You know what I mean? Like, like yep. I can't tell whether it's better because I haven't held it in my hand. But I'm just glad they're not giving up on the fiber tool all of a sudden. Why would they? Like, they're making money. But why risk making another one when this, to me and a lot of other people, is considered perfect? Like, why, why would you make another one? Why would you risk that? So they must be confident that it's good. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, so, 100%. Um, 
Uh, so I'm happy about that. But that leaked handheld, that did pique a bit of interest for myself. Because we've been saying, I don't know if we've really mentioned it on the podcast, but like, why doesn't a fucking device like this exist? Microsoft, you make some weird-ass duo flip phone. Dude. Why haven't you made this? Microsoft should make this. This should be something Microsoft is looking at. And if this doesn't, if this doesn't pique Microsoft's interest, then I don't know what the fuck they're doing in that streaming world. <sighs> to, to be fair, though, to be fair, why, like... If someone else is doing it, then maybe they never will. Like, if this device is as good as it looks. Yeah, I mean, the only, only other thing I would say, right, is, like, this thing, right, is, like, Tencent hasn't got a great reputation. Let's be honest with this. And Logitech are really, like, they're, they're like, Oh, they partner with Tencent, that's right. They have. Um, my, my, my love for Logitech in the last year has... Man, they talk about premium. You know what I mean? Talk about fucking premium. Like, I've really gained a lot of respect for Logitech. I'm using a lot of fucking Logitech stuff now. Like, 90% of my setup is Logitech. It's insane. Um, but I don't know. I feel like hearing, oh, Logitech has partnered with Tencent to create, like, a like a, a streaming handheld. In a lot of people's minds, they're going to be like, oh, Tencent. Oh, okay, so it's, like, basically, like, for China. You know what I mean? You hear that, you're like, oh, it's Chinese stuff. You know, it's basically built for China. If you hear Microsoft is making a fucking xCloud handheld, that piques the interest of everybody. Like, that's that's interesting. You know what I mean? Like, that's something... I feel like Xbox would have an easier time selling this than Tencent will. Although Tencent's I... going to sell a lot in China. <clears throat> yeah... There's a few aspects to that. So, you know, Tencent being involved might be more about being legally able to sell a device in China than anything else, um, which 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 is fine. But also, I don't know, do Tencent make devices? Like maybe, you know, maybe they've already got a sort of base level of skill in this area. Well, it was Tencent that went to Logitech about getting this made. So it's like huh. literally just them partnering with Logitech to get it made. They've, ha they've had this idea clearly they've got like they're buying up ip companies uh and stuff like that left right and center um they really want to get into that sort of like cloud-based world so it's like yeah it's it's so so logitech name being on this is perfect i think i think yeah. they're, they're the perfect like sort of company to be making this where it's like it still it still tells you it's an accessory it's a peripheral like yeah. As much as it can play localized games, it's built for cloud. Like, it's built to run on, like, much like you buy their keyboard and plug it into your computer. So, just, um, we haven't really given a good overview of what the device is, but it's an Android handheld gaming device. It's, um, you know, just normal spec. It's got a 1080p screen, uh, 4 gig of RAM. Um, I'm not really familiar with the um, Qualcomm chip, but it's, you know, just standard two fast cores, six slower cores. Um, one of their Adreno GPUs. I don't like it. Doesn't I? Don't think it has phone capability. So it is a handheld. Um, it doesn't say anything about cellular in the leaks. I don't think. No. But you would assume that it would support cellular. Otherwise, like, what's the fucking point? But um, I don't know. Just it just seems like the device should have existed. The fact that Logitech's making it, it, it sort of implies it's not a phone. It implies it's a yeah. peripheral and accessory. Um, I mean, the price will matter more than anything on a device like this. You don't want to be paying uh, Stream Deck prices for something... Sorry, Steam Deck prices for something that is not, like, that heavy on a local compute. So, um, 
you know, if they can keep it sort of under three hundred dollars, you know, maybe even a little bit lower, because it, at what point do you just plug a, a controller into your phone? You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm excited to hear more. I, I wish this was the sort of thing that didn't leak, so that way when it was announced, we yeah. got everything we needed to know. But um, at the same time, I'm still excited. Sorry, I just went on a bloody. Whew, no, 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 that's fine. That's fine. No, yeah, I think it's good. I think I think Tencent went to Logitech for the for. For the simple fact that I feel like it'll, if I feel like partnering with Logitech will make it easier for them to ship it out to the rest of the world. I feel like yeah, I think the name matters a little bit. The Logitech yeah. name on it, you're gonna be like, ah, oh, yeah, cool. You know what this is? Um, yeah, I agree with you. I feel like this is gonna be like two hundred and fifty dollar thing. Like, I, 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 yeah, I agree. If they could hit two hundred bucks, if they could hit two hundred in Australia, um, that that would feel right. That would feel yeah. really good. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. With inflation and everything else going on, two fifty would be the hope, I think. Yeah, I mean, if this thing hits like three, three fifty, would you still consider one, or are you? Just nah, not at all. My phone. Yeah, fair. Yeah, fuck off. Um, yeah, nah. Jesus, no way. But that's what I'm saying. It has to have the cellular chip. Like, it has to have some advantage. Uh, like, I know my phone does as well. But like, if it doesn't have a cellular chip in it, like, it's so far down on my phone at that point. Like, if I'm out, you know, on a train or something or wherever. Um, but but if it was two hundred dollars, I would consider it. How, how do you feel though? I mean, you do a lot more travel than me, so I feel like there's probably a bit more interest from yourself, right? Yeah, I mean, this thing interests me a lot. I feel like this would be really cool. I feel like this is something that like I could one hundred percent get behind. Um, I just like I I need to see it. You know what I mean? Like I I need to see how it works, what like what's going on with it, and all that sort of stuff. You know, like the image, like the leaked images look really cool. They look really great. It looks like a small Steam Deck, bigger Switch Lite that you know looks like you can play like Xbox Game Pass and YouTube and all kinds of things off it. So it could be really good. Could be really great. It'd be, it'd be a nice little thing to add in the backpack um but yeah like i need to see it in action i need to see a price like i feel like there's a lot that we don't know yet but i am very very interested just to deviate slightly like with the xbox game pass or xcloud or whatever the fuck it's called um i feel i feel like with xcloud showing up on devices like this um samsung tvs uh, much like GeForce Now is as well, to be fair. Like, I've noticed actually GeForce Now has popped up on my LG TV, so hopefully Xbox isn't too far away. It's it's really legitimizing the service in my mind. Like, it's it's not just a, oh, this is cool for Xbox gamers to play a little bit when they're out of town. Like, I don't think we're that far off discovering that people exist out there that just play xCloud. Like, they don't have an Xbox, maybe not even a console. They just, um, you know, they, they've been playing mobile games and they thought, fuck, you know, that, um, I don't even know what Sanctuary looks all right. You know what I mean? Like, I'll give that a fucking whirl for a bit. Um, because, like, the Game Pass being the access method, which I know they're going to expand it soon, but the fact that it's just, like, drop-in, drop-out subscription, um, along with it being actually available everywhere. Like, it, it I, I always knew it was true, but seeing it pop up on TVs and things of that nature, I, feel, I don't know, it just seems to, like, really validate the idea. Um, yeah. I hope they continue to, because... You know, I, I don't, you know, obviously what people and companies say can change and whatever, whatever. But when, like, someone like Phil Spencer's like, when we all play, we all win. Like, I, I sort of feel that with what they do. And I feel like this last couple of years, ever since the Xbox Adaptive Controller came out, honestly, like, it's just every decision they make just feels more inclusive and ethical. And I know there's a lot of non-ethical things about these big companies, of course, but... Um, I don't know, just being like more accessibility, like more 
availability. You know, it makes them more money, but it does. I don't know, it feels like a step in the right direction, regardless. Yeah, no, very cool. Yeah, very very cool. I look forward to seeing more, mate. Let's keep on the leak train. You know what I mean? So there's one thing that we've been all over these last few few months. Is this? It's the leaks. Well, guess what? <laughs> September's PlayStation Plus Essentials have leaked again. Oh, fuck they leaked up. again, bro. Surely um, PlayStation would know how this keeps leaking every month. Like, like change up the graphic designer or something at this point, right? Legit, legit, right? Oh, Jesus. Um. So yeah, the PlayStation Plus games for September are really fucking good. Oh, like really fucking good. Uh. It's, so um. It's the Xbox One, does not. Oh, we're gonna get to that. Um, so, um, Need for Speed Heat for the PS4. Let's go. Ah, that's alright. That's alright. That's pretty good. Grand Blue Fantasy Versus. That's a good one. That's, this is not the, okay, it's an anime game, it's a fighting game, it's done by the guys that did Dragon Ball Fighter Z, which is, well, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, which is one of the most beautiful fighting games ever, and in my opinion, don't come for me, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus is the most beautiful fighting game I've ever seen in my life. Um, it is amazing. Um, and the fact that we're getting it for free blows my fucking mind. <laughs> like, like, Wait, I'm, hang on. Is that the game that just came out like today? No. No, no, no. That's JoJo. <laughs> oh, my bad. Sorry. <laughs> JoJo's the best. Now, Grand Blue Fantasy is so fucking cool. Like, there's a Grand Blue Fantasy game coming out sometime in the future like we've seen the gameplay for it and it looks like the most like oh man it looks so amazing that it looks too good to be real like that's how amazing it looks and we've seen it so many times and every time we've seen it it's looked better than the time before so it's like how's this game getting better like i kind of just want you to release it so you can then go off and make a new one so i don't have to wait to play anymore come on guys (laughs) fuck so yeah this was a great this is a great fucking edition and i think everybody should get it i was was gonna say like there's probably a lot of people out there like me that haven't heard of it like it's perfect opportunity to expand the audience Mate, That's even great. if you only play it once, please play it once. Like, it's so beautiful for I don't a fighting know, PS Plus. Oh my god. I've just died a little inside. Um, and then uh, a Toem, which is a photo adventure, which looks like a really nice, awesome indie game. And I'm, that, that looks really dope. That's the PS5 game. It looks amazing. Um, oh man, man. Um, whew, bloody hype for them. Bloody hype for them. Um, but you mentioned something very interesting. We got a bit of Xbox news. They need to kill games for gold. Jesus Christ. Did you get that email? No, but I just, I just rather, I'd rather the cost stay the same and they just act at this point. Like, the effort they put into it is just a fucking waste. Yeah, there was an email sent out. I read it last night. Basically, I got an email telling me that going forward, games with gold won't have any 360 games anymore. Oh, I did, I didn't see the email, but I I did hear about that. Yeah, Portal 2 is the last one, I think. Uh, yes, yeah, I believe so, yeah. Is that because uh, they're right out, or they're just giving up, or...? I don't know what's going on, man. we got some interesting Xbox news here, and that's, like, the least of their woes right now. If anything, it's oh. like, yeah, cool, cut it, that's fine. Um, we'll get to Halo. Uh, something oh, okay. else we got, uh, <laughs> basically, uh, Microsoft, uh, the big man himself, uh, basically confirmed that Call of Duty Diablo and Overwatch will be like on games pass and they will be day one releases on games pass uh when the acquisition deal goes through um but people need not worry cod will still be something that is playable on a playstation um what do you think about this i've been thinking about it and 
I've come to the conclusion that that is good. Mm-hmm. And it shouldn't have been a hard conclusion to come to, but if I spent $70 billion on a on an acquisition, I'd, I'd probably take a minute to think about it, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like do I want to just be a prick and just fucking take it? But no, I think it's the right decision. I, I even think it's the right decision for them. Like, putting on Game Pass is enough of an incentive to move across. You know what I mean? Um, I'm excited that it just finally means... Like, I don't see Xbox even doing, like, oh, you get the maps a month early on Xbox. Like, I think it'll just be the same game on both platforms. Yeah, legit. That excites me. Um, That's very exciting. I don't know, do you feel the same? Like, I, I, has... I am happy about this for one reason. Call of Duty games... The older ones still hold seventy to a hundred dollar price tags. So if oh I wait, they'll all pay, come to Game Pass, won't they? They'll all come to Game Pass, which means I don't have to fucking worry about it anymore, and I bet it'll come to PC Games Pass as well. So like, yes, because yeah. it's always Steam. There's still like a hundred oh, bucks. Fucked. And to be fair, like, I've got a couple of them, but like, you know, if someone's like, let's play the Call of Duty Four original release, it's like, fuck it, that's still fifty yeah, bucks on Steam. Steam. Like, it's I've mental, got the, man. I've probably got the disc somewhere. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is perfect great way to relive all of the call of duties and then when somebody like proto friend of the show hits me up and he's like hey i'm doing some black ops 3 zombies cool i've got that installed like i could just have a hard drive full of cod games you know what i mean like i don't yeah, have to true. worry about the disc just plug the hard drive in cool let's play some black ops 3 you know what i mean games pass is gonna make that so fucking easy and cod is gonna sell games pass subscriptions <laughs> Like, you, no tomorrow. Just confirm it. Like, you think it's good that it'll continue on PlayStation as well? Do you feel the same? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I, I, think, I think it would be a bad move like, to why? on PlayStation. There's no reason to do it. Even, even if, let's say, half of the PlayStation community moved over to play it on Xbox, that's still, like, a quarter of the player base that would just disappear. Like, that's not really helpful to the game at all for the people that love it. Plus, let's be honest, I feel like if you're a COD player these days and... You're, you're like, I feel like there's been a big shift from console to PC when it comes to COD these days. Like, I feel like if you're playing COD for a competitive reason, you're using a mouse and keyboard on a PC. I mean, what's interesting is like COD's PC, COD on consoles, keyboard and mouse support is through the roof. Like, it's it's the best I've ever seen. Um, happy to be proven wrong, but the best I've personally ever used. Um, so I don't think you're wrong. Like, even if it's like this, the numbers moving to PC aren't high. Like I imagine the numbers moving to keyboard and mouse are definitely high. Absolutely, no, I agree. I'm, I'm. See, this this is the thing, right? Like, we've we've played like if if we beat up Apex, right, and want to play a duos game, we can't do it in Australia. There's not enough people. There's nothing worse than wanting to play something and the online community doesn't exist for it. Yeah. So like, the game's still coming out on PlayStation like, even if you're an Xbox person, should still be in your mind, like, the right call. Like, seeing a few people on Twitter complaining about it, it's like, they've been successfully making this game cross-platform for years. It's not like they're suddenly going to struggle. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, legit. Yeah, it's literally, what, like, what would be interesting? the owner of the house, honestly. Yeah, 100%. But what, what would be, like, the most interesting meeting would be, like, the legal meeting between Sony's lawyers and Xbox being, like, okay... Okay, Treyarch, you can have PS6 development consoles, but you can't tell Microsoft about it. Shit. Oh, that's so good. That's so good, actually, yeah. Though, though, like, like, those situations would be messy as fuck. Like, Minecraft didn't come to um, PS5 for... No, was it PS5 or Switch? Minecraft didn't come to one of those consoles for, like, a year 
And I, I bet you every dollar it's because they didn't want Microsoft having the development kits. Probably. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But anyway, all that aside, I think it's great news. And uh, yeah, the historic Call of Duty on Game Pass, that's that's worth a few dollars. Absolutely. Yeah, legit. That's amazing. Right, we got we got two things left to touch on this week, bud. Uh, do you want a little bit more Xbox stuff? Yeah, we do. Yeah, Wait, oh, what do you got? What do you got? What do you got? What do you got? Because I, I listened to um, Major Nelson's podcast before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, yeah, with um, he had Matt Booty on. I'm excited. You've got me excited, Lyle. No, no, nothing, nothing massive, nothing massive. But he was he was talking about um, the collaboration between all their studios. Yeah, and um, he was saying like there's been some like programmers and stuff from um, uh, the Gears of War, the Coalition. Helping yeah. out with State of Decay. And I'm like, oh, that gets me excited. Oh, so good. I think we're finally starting to see the Microsoft studios working together. He said they've had, they call them summits, right? Where they, they're, some of their team go to other studios and they hold a summit. You know, it might be all like the UI people go to one studio and catch up for a couple of days and learn. And um, he was saying they've done 25 in the last year. And I'm like, I don't know, it's wow. just... Like Xbox has just brought all this fucking talent, and it just feels like they're all in silos. But it doesn't really; it's not actually the case by the sounds of it, which That's is awesome good. to hear. But um, yeah. he said he also said they reviewed Forza recently in the last couple of weeks, and that's like gonna. He, he I can't remember the exact word he used, but it was like um, it's gonna be like another step above. Like it's like they seem very confident about it, um, which, which is good because if I was Microsoft, I wouldn't be confident about much at the moment. So that's good to hear. Um, there's a couple other tidbits I can't quite remember. Um, he's most excited about In Exile's next game. Oh, okay. Interesting. Mm. What was it Phil Spencer was most excited about In Exile's next game? One of them was really excited about In Exile's next game. Gee, I, I was listening to the podcast while vacuuming, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, yeah, <laughs> there's a lot going on. Yeah. Um, okay. The floors are real clean, though. You, you'd be happy to know. Um, can't remember what else. I think that might have been the, mm. the, big, the big tidbits. But he's, um, he's doing the... Uh, the packs, you know how they have like that, uh, what's the, someone opens packs every year, like, and they do like a story oh, like time. A, like a keynote. Yeah, yeah, he's doing the story time keynote at PAX West on the weekend, so. Oh, um, nice. He said there's not going to be any like news, but it's, he's going to talk about the industry and collaboration and things that, like trends and things of that nature, so it could be a bit of interesting info to get there. Um, didn't really talk about Halo. I wouldn't either. Alright, what do you got, man? Uh, before we move on to Halo, I have one more question about this this acquisition thing. Right? Like, if it passes, the, like, oh, sorry. what's going to happen? Do you think the deal will pass? See, if it doesn't, think- it's going to be because like some country like Australia was like, "What?" You know? Yeah. What I, mean? um, I don't know, man. I think I think them coming out and saying like COD and Overwatch and stuff will remain multi-platform. I don't know if that was the case until they realised that this deal is getting looked at real closely. Like, I feel like they're just trying to like goodwill their way through it. I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like it's likely that it'll pass, but it's in yeah. no way, shape, like certain at all. Yeah. What are your thoughts? How, what's your gut telling? I feel like they're gonna drag this over the finish line, but it's gonna be a fucking fight. Yeah. <laughs> I really feel like it's gonna be a fight to get this through, but. I feel like this will be the this will be the one that if it gets through, any any time the word acquisition is heard going forward is I think a lot more of it is going to be under the microscope. See, yes, 
But like, if you're Nintendo, right, and let's say you want to acquire, I don't know, let's just say like EA or something, right? Yeah. How can you say no to that when you let Microsoft buy Activision? You know what well, I mean? That's the thing, right? I feel like, I feel like, I feel like anytime the word, oh, Microsoft wants to acquire. Yeah, it's over. Be like, mm, you know what I mean? Look, that's going I've, under the microscope. I've said it many times on this show and I'll say it one more time. Microsoft needs to start a new studio. To find shit. Yeah. Prove you can make one. Yeah. Like, seriously. Or or at least get the fucking, uh, the initiative to release a game. If you, if they yeah. can release a successful game, then maybe I'll back off. But otherwise, start another shit. Legit, yeah. No, but I, they I, have I, spoken about still being interested in buying like a lot of international studios. Um, you know, like that. I feel I feel like that might be okay. But just if they buy another big American publisher, it's gonna feel bad. Like, I mean, yeah, it's like looking at the American map and seeing nothing but green. <laughs> I, you know I, I mean? read a comment on Reddit about it that I, I think hits well. It's, it was I can't. I'm just gonna paraphrase, but it was basically like. At this point, I don't give a fuck. I just want those poor employees to work for Microsoft. And it's like, yeah, yeah, I feel that. Like, if the games yeah, don't come to Game Pass, that's fine. But, like, we really need, like, Bobby Kotchak well, to, to fuck off. Yeah, to be honest, that's what I feel like is going to get it over the line. That, yeah. that exact reasoning right there is what's going to get it over the line. Microsoft ain't perfect, but everyone would rather work for them, sure. Or, or almost everyone, I should say. Yeah, legit, honestly, yeah. No. Well, mate... We've done it. We've made it to the final two stories of the show. I'll let you pick what goes first. Oh, mate. Oh, I'm just going to say one word and you go crazy. All right. So, mate, you want to talk about Halo? What the fuck, man? <laughs> you go, man. You go. I'll chime in every now and again. You go wild, bro. Oh, bro. I, I shouldn't. I shouldn't. I should I should be restrained, but it's... Mate, don't be, right? Because if we're restrained... They'll keep getting away with this shit. Go wild. No, but, like, everyone feels the same. You know what I mean? It's not like someone's sitting there going, oh, Jack changed my mind about this situation. You know what I mean? Like, we all feel, we all feel bummed out. Like, all right, I'm going to summarize because I've fallen off the Halo bandwagon a little bit, so, like, I may be missing the odd bit of information. But from what I can tell, Season 2 that we're currently in will now run till March 7th next year, 2023. Ooh, however, yeah. however, in November, they will drop a couple of new maps and a few smaller updates to sort of kick, kick the game through Christmas. Um, so, in November 8th, we're getting the Forge Beta, which I'm assuming we can all play, but the word beta is attached to it. I'm not so mad that the word beta is attached to it, but given it's pretty much the only exciting thing coming, it's, it's a, bit, a bit harsh. It's like, it's like when Siege had their ranked beta. It's probably still going. It's like, it is just a word, but come on. Um, campaign, network, co-op, and mission replay are coming in November. I thought they were already out, but apparently they're not. Um, co-op split-screen campaign has been axed, which I think was the right call, but they should have made that call five years ago. And not a year after they promised everyone. I've, I've, I've had, con to put this in perspective, right? I met someone in Bunnings Warehouse, right? Who saw my Halo screen saver, or my wallpaper on my phone, right? And she's like, oh, you're a Halo fan, right? This was just before Infinite was dropping, like the week before, right? And I was like, yeah, I'm really excited for the campaign. Because we'd already been playing the multiplayer. 
And I'm like, how have you been finding it? And she's like, oh, no, no, I'm waiting, waiting for the campaign before I start it. I'm like, oh, respectable decision. It's like, yeah, me and my mom are, like, we're keen for the co-op. And, like, but she, she knew it wasn't coming anytime soon, you know what I mean? Like, she, she's like, I'm waiting for the co-op. And I just hope that girl and her mum both have an Xbox. Because that's all I've thought about is those two random strangers like having to go out and buy a fucking $700 console to now play co-op in a game that's had split-screen co-op since 2001. Maybe like, mum can use xCloud. Yeah, maybe, Don Matrix. Maybe. Um, no, you're not wrong, though. Maybe. Look, I, like, I do think it's the right call at this point. Like, at this point, the game's so broken. It chugs along so much. The Xbox One is not going to run split-screen co-op. You know what I mean? Like, some concessions have got to be made. But, you know, they could have been saving for that second Xbox last year. But now they've had... Now they've been told they've got to start saving. You know, they fucking didn't go up in price, I guess. But, like... Anyway. <sighs> November 8th. We're going to get two new maps. They both look kind of dark. Um, nighttime maps. Cool. Uh, a free 30 tier battle pass if it's like any other battle pass in this game it'll be shit uh, there's a thing called match XP beta the fact that it has a dot point is embarrassing uh, we get the January event we're getting the December event Winter Contingency 2 we're getting Covert 1 flag and we're getting quality of life improvements so that's November alright that's exciting I think Forge will save this game, but it's... And Forge looks quite incredible, to, to its credit. But it seems like that's... Like... You shouldn't take a community-making game mode to save... Anyway. It's fine. It'll be fine. Uh, then in March, we're getting two new maps. They look a bit brighter. Um, they look cool. We're getting a 100-tier battle pass, which is... The picture's just a shadow, basically, so that's exciting. We're getting a new equipment. Uh, it's like the bubble shield from Halo 3, except you can fire bullets into it, but you can't see through it. So it's like the opposite. Um, I don't know. Cool. We're getting a new weapon, which looks like a shitty DMR. And from what Kyle's told me, it's a slow DMR. We're getting a custom game browser in March. That's, that's actually quite cool. Um, the fact that that's the coolest thing coming in March is a bit depressing. Uh, we're getting new narrative content. The way it's written implies it's multiplayer, which I think you might have confirmed for me, Carl. We're getting in-game reporting in March. A feature that Xbox Live platform has had for eight years. We're getting in Halo. That's exciting. Forge beta updates. I would have hoped for one before March, but the way we're going makes sense. <laughs> we're getting VIP. <laughs> the game mode that's been in there since Halo 3. And uh, Escalation, not sure what that is, but cool. We're getting quality of life improvements, I mean, I sure hope so. <laughs> and just, just to put a strawberry on the cake in March, March 7th, everybody, we're getting a new Fracture event. <laughs> and, and they've ambitiously said that this season will go for three months. feel so bad for like the people there just trying to make this thing work you know what I mean like this this is I don't want to shit all over it like we've got a roadmap for once which is good 
you know, we know we're going to have four new maps by March. That's not bad. You know, Forge is a big deal. But, like, you can't release a roadmap and be like, oh, we're adding VIP. Like, that should just be... <laughs> Kyle's, Kyle's crying. Um, I don't know, man. Do you want to jump in here? I feel like I'm just... <laughs> My only real question for you is we're hitting this on March 7th, right? I feel like we should at least go back on March 7th, you know? Just Who after fours and before Starfield, yeah. We'll drop, drop. yeah. I don't know, I don't drop. know. As someone who has gone back to Halo quite a bit... Um, <laughs> I still... Th that's the thing that sucks the most, right? Is when I boot up the Xbox, sit on the couch, and have a round of arenas. It's pretty fun. Yeah, The man. core gameplay's there. You know what it's, I mean? Yeah, it feels great. It feels great. It's just every, it's just like it's literally like a good feeling wrapped in a turd. That's the problem. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have a great time, but I smell like shit. A hundred percent. Yeah, dude. It legit. Halo is literally you're the stinky kid, right? You're having the best time of your life, but no one wants to play with you because you smell like Halo. Like, like no yeah. one wants to play with you. Look, I'm gonna go back for Echoes Within. I'm not going to go... I don't. I really don't think I'm going to go back to 4. Because, like... Oh, season 3. Yeah, that's much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's no reason for me to. I've already done the season 2 battle pass. There's no reason for me to go back. I don't know if this 32 battle pass will pull me in. I mean, I'll be going back every now and again. Just because, legitimately, what you just said, it's a... It feels good. <laughs> like, it feels good to but play it honestly Halo. does. I, it's... Nothing... Like, the game just feels like it hates me. Like... I want nothing more than that unaligned, needler-looking Mohawk. But, like, that event's probably over and gone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just... Like, why yeah. can't I just have that? There's nothing else in the game to have. That, yeah, oh, unless I got $400 in the fucking store and I get the colour red again. Like, yeah, great. they need to walk back on all their... their all of it. Yeah, all of it. Really it needs to go. The store, the store needs to be deleted because they fucked this game. Not, not because yeah. it's the right thing to do. I mean, it is the right thing to do. Never having the store would be better. Yeah, but I understand that the game is free to play multiplayer. I do understand they've got to, you know, put a store in somewhere to, to please everybody, like shareholders, or whatever. I get it, but but I feel like the goodwill is gone. Like you fucked the game if you get rid of the store. You know, the fact that they're considering adding a store to the Master Chief Collection is an absolute goddamn fucking disgrace. Now, to yeah. their credit, that game they fucked in twenty fourteen is perfect. Perfect. They've even improved on bugs that have existed in these games for 15 years. I trust 343 will fix Halo Infinite. I trust they'll get it right. It may take six years. I trust they'll get there. But stop insulting us along the way. You know what I mean? Like, a fuck-up is a fuck-up. We can deal with that. But don't add a store. That's a slow-motion fuck-up. You yeah. know what I mean? Like... Sorry, I'm just getting mad now, actually. No, 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 it's fine. I, you, you should get mad. You know, honestly. there's nothing I love more than Halo. You know, I've got family members asking, like, when I'm getting a Halo tattoo, and I'm just like, when 343 makes a perfect Halo game at launch? You know, like, I can't tattoo that on my body now. Gotta wait. Gotta wait. The Halo tattoos are so cool. Like, seeing yeah. someone with, like, a fucking, like, um, plasma sword or something on their forearm, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I want to join them. You know, I want to join them, Carl. Yeah, I know. I just it's can't true. do it. Yeah. Man, I'm actually, I'm actually warm. I, I'm having a drink of Pepsi. Is there anything you want to add? Because if look, I keep talking, I'll just keep shit. Yeah. Look, I, I. 
look, I think the thing that I really want to get out there, right, is myself and Jack have seen that video of the shit getting announced, and all I can say from that video is I feel sorry for the poor fuckers that they put in front of the camera to announce it. I want to know what the fuck that these head honchos that you always associate with Halo are doing, where the fuck are they, right? They ain't working on Halo Season 2, right? That shit is done, right? Where, where, where are they? Why are they not here addressing the big issues going on with the reason for the books, the TV shows and all that stuff, the game. They should be addressing this. They yeah. should be the ones telling us what's going on. They should be the ones we're questioning about why is it taking so long. Um, no, I, I do think they've got a little bit of explaining to do. I, I know that sounds a bit harsh, but they, they, we're at that point now. Like This is this is a franchise loved by millions and their, their, their quest for additional fans is costing them tens of thousands of us a day. Like... Yeah. You know, and you're right about those sent out to the video. Like, poor sketch. The fact that he has to explain to the community why this keeps happening is, is like, oh, he, he's good at his job. He could get a job somewhere else, but he loves Halo, clearly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, what's the other people? Is it Jason? I can't remember his name, but um, uh, he must be on a fair wicket to want to front up to that. Like, he, he, like, this is the thing. He clearly cares about Halo. Yeah. And he's the one on the chopping room floor getting rid of things that, have a high bit of love to get something good out the door. You know, he's making the toughest decisions in that building and he's fronting up to the camera. Um, I can't remember the other dude's name, but I feel like he was being held hostage. There was someone behind the camera with a gun, like, hey man, don't leave us. Yeah, yeah legit. Yeah, no. I mean, I mean, to be honest though, if they're holding a bandit at him, he could outrun the bullets. So he probably should have ran. Um, he, yeah. I, I look, I think Forge is going to revive this game. I really do. The fact that the Forge beta that like currently doesn't have a lighting system and looks as good as it does is fucking insane. Yeah, the problem, the, the the only the only issue I agree with you. I think it's I think it'll save the game. The only problem is is that it is a literal Thanos moment where they've given us Forge, we've put it on our hand, and we're like, fine, we'll do it ourselves. Yeah, it, it doesn't feel. It, it's it's not it's not that we've got this like community mode to extend the game. It's it's there. It is half the game. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. in Halo 3 and even Reach, it felt like Forge was like, hey, here's a complete $100 package. And there's also Forge. And in four years' yeah. time, Forge still humming along. Yeah. And, and you know, you saw it a little bit in Reach. Bungie started adding those, those maps to, like, the multiplayer, the matchmaking. And I think the community, for the most part, liked it. But I feel like 343 has taken way too far advantage of that. Like Halo Fire, uh, sorry, Halo Infinite. Once the Forge maps come out, like there, the three four three main maps will start disappearing from the matchmaking. I reckon. Like it'll it'll become fifty fifty. Like I know it takes a lot to make a map the way you know not using the Forge tools, and I know they did a lot of their artwork and stuff over in Russia, so that's probably fucking destroyed a few supply chains. But like, I. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. The game, the games get a change a lot when Forge comes out, and a lot of it is getting me for the better. But I don't know if it's gonna feel, it's gonna feel unearned. I think. Yeah, yeah. it's just sad. <laughs> it's it just is, sad. but like, like I said, I do trust Faithful Freedom to fix this game. They will get it to a point where it's playable. Dice and EA will give up on Battlefield Six, whatever that game is, twenty forty two, like way before Halo Infinite gets given up. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, no, that's fair. I feel like Dice is well and truly given up. Whereas, to three four three's credit, they keep saying there's other P 
pillars in the works. There's other things that are coming that haven't been announced, like other gamers, other other big feature sets. So, look, I don't trust. Like, I don't. I'm not sitting here in pure goodwill saying that will be true. That will be amazing. But I feel like you know they like something. Things are going to keep happening to this game, whether we are here for it or not. Mm. Whereas yeah, Battlefield 2042, like they are going to cut that thing apart the minute they're allowed to. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, good point. Yeah. Ah, so much potential. So much potential. <laughs> squandered. Well, mate, I'm sorry, sorry mate. I had to put you through that. I'm, nah, sorry, I'm sorry I put everyone through that. No, mate, you what else do you have for me, mate? You got something better? Oh, something mate, better? I have some fucking exciting news. Oh, I'm very excited. Guys, they've got it done it, man. Ubisoft have revealed the next Assassin's Creed game, and it is called Assassin's Creed Mirage. Great thing. Yeah, like, and, and the best part is is they announced it because Ubisoft accidentally leaked it. That's the most Ubisoft thing ever. It doesn't get more Ubisoft. Yeah, no, nah, uh, Ubisoft fucked up, and on their official Ubisoft store, they accidentally leaked uh, a, a quest called Assassin's Creed Mirage, the 40 Thieves quest, which I assume will be the quest you'll get for pre-ordering. <laughs> I assume that'll be the pre-order quest. It'll be 10 minutes. And it will be very forgettable, but it will. But you know what? We'll always remember that it was the quest that leaked Assassin's Creed Mirage. Someone yeah, they came out. Been fired. <laughs> legit, they came out. They said, "Yeah, Assassin's Creed Mirage is the next game. We can't wait to show you more on September 10th at the Ubisoft Forward, which is happening at 5 a.m. on the 11th here in Australia." Um, but yeah, we'll go over the leaks in a second. But basically, it does seem to confirm that you'll play as Basim, and uh, yeah, it'll be Ooh, in back. That's a sweet name. Basim. Yeah, Basim. Basim's a hard oh, man. I like that. Cool name. Well, weird dude. Can't get a read on him. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm just going to go through the leaks really quick, right? Because yeah, if you you guys know me, you know that the last few Assassin's Creed games have not been my favorite. Yes. Yes. So, well, but this leak that came out not only confirms something that I am so so fucking excited about but like when we get there you'll know what i'm excited about when we get to it but this game sounds more like old assassin's creed than ever before i get the vibe that like that's exactly how they want you to feel mate it like just the key art we got it looks like ultimate yes and i'm just like yes this is what i've been waiting for um so the final name this is the league stuff not anything ubisoft put out by the way guys so grain of salt but i I believe this is true. You don't, you I, don't, you don't need much salt. Like, I believe this is true. Uh, so yeah, uh, this leak was the final name should be Assassin's Creed Mirage. Great name. Uh, and and I implore anyone just Google the key art. It is beautiful. So for so long, and uh, this is just to me. I cannot fucking wait. Uh, and uh, this is just to me. I cannot fucking wait. Uh, we'll release in the spring of 2023 between April and June. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, this game will take place between eight, uh, 860 and 870 in Baghdad during the anarchy in, Samar in Samara. That is not an era I'm that familiar with. So that, that's no, it's either. Yeah, I'm yeah, so excited. I'm, it's so mental. Assassin's Creed does this to me. I cannot wait to go research this time period so that when I play the game, I can be like... I know what this is. I'm so excited. Uh, and, and and it takes place before Assassin's Creed 1. Oh, okay. okay. Yes, which was in the 1190s, I believe. Is that the um, earliest game in the timeline? No, the earliest game in the timeline is Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Okay. 
uh, which takes place in like four hundred, and then yeah. Oh wait, that's the one in Egypt, right? No. So the earliest one in the timeline is Odyssey, which takes place uh, in the the Greek one. Oh right. Then it goes the Viking one. Then it goes the Egyptian one. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um. Um. I'm so excited. You'll play as Basim and his youth as a thief until he arrived at the Hidden Ones. I cannot wait to explain this to you. I cannot (laughs) wait to explain this to you. Okay, so here's what you need to know, okay? So, Basim is... Okay. (laughs) So, spoilers, ladies and gentlemen, for Assassin's Creed Valhalla. If you haven't played it, I don't blame you, but there's going to be some spoilers. So, Basim is... uh, is, So, you know the the, uh, ones that came before in... Oh, man. oh like, I, I know you've mentioned them a few times, but I don't like. I haven't played them, obviously. But the ones that came before, also known as the first civilization, was the civilization that created mankind on Earth, right? And they basically used us as slave labor until we sort of, sort of like outnumbered them, which then started a war, which was led by Adam and Eve against the first civilization. During that war, the sun started uh, setting off flares. So, because the first civilization was distracted with the war with mankind, they didn't have t- enough time to react to those flares, which ended up with the whole planet being burnt to a crisp and everybody basically dying, except for a select few. Some survived, like, but the majority were humans. Eventually, the first civilization died out, not before passing on a lot of their genetics uh, into some of the human race, right? So, they would, like, breed with humans. And then you got people like Cassandra from Assassin's Creed Odyssey, who is part isu which is another name for the first civilization right Right. so basically they are the inspiration for our gods they were yeah Yeah, okay i think you've mentioned some of this before but okay this is clicking you know basically basim okay so the most interesting of the ideas they came up with many ideas and many vaults right which are the temples that we search for in the assassin's creed games right a lot of these temples were ideas to try and survive the solar flare one of the interesting ideas came about in valhalla which was when the ones that came before who were based who, who were the inspiration for odin thor freya all the norse gods they came up with what was called project idrasil so in norse mythology the tree of idrasil or the tree of life right so they came up with project idrasil and what it did was it copied their dna so that they could be reincarnated years into the future basim is the reincarnation of loki one that came before oh that's sick it's really cool right so basim then uh like reincarnates himself because like the like when the earth is falling to bits, Odin had decided that he didn't want Loki to be able to do that, so he kept him out of the project. But Loki goes in, kills one of the other gods, takes his place so that his body would be reincarnated. The whole story of Assassin's Creed Valhalla is Eivor, the main character that you play as, is the reincarnation of Odin. And then Loki, who is a member of the Hidden Ones, or the Assassin Brotherhood, he's the reincarnation of um, Loki, and um, your friend and brother, basically, uh, is the reincarnation of Tia, I believe. And by the end of the game, Basim knows who he is, right? Basically the whole time, which is, like, really cool. But yeah, by the end of the game, what ends up happening is they find another one of these projects that, like, prolongs... It, it like... 
it was used to sort of like upload your consciousness to like a digital sort of like plane so that you would constantly be like alive. I'm doing a really bad job of explaining it. But what ends up happening is the final fight takes place in one of these places and Basim gets stabbed by this machine, which keeps his consciousness alive while his body dangles for centuries dying. But here's the cool part. You find his body in the future um, when you're playing as Layla, and Layla has the staff of Hippocrates, which is used, it was just a piece of Eden, which was built by the ones that came before, and basically it, it, it gives you, it grants you supernatural abilities and the ability to heal. So what ends up happening is Layla accidentally swaps places with Basim, Basim falls and lands on the staff and regenerates his body. So now Basim, who is Loki, who is who is an Isu, a reincarnated Isu, is walking around modern day. Oh, okay. So, so the Basim from Assassin's Creed Mirage is the we, same is guy, in the modern day. Is the same guy alive in modern day? Yeah. Do you think we'll ever see a modern day Assassin's Creed? I hope so. I feel like this is a stepping stone. This to me sounds like there is no animus. Like this will be like Basim like remembering a memory like without having to use an animus like this feels like this is a it's supposed to be a smaller experience and a stepping stone into what assassin's creed infinity will become but um yeah so yeah so Basim in his youth like that's so cool to me like oh my god like we're going back to explore this guy who we're not sure is a good guy or a bad guy we're not 100 percent sure so where his allegiance lies can you remind me when we've seen Basim before was that before this game on the timeline or after? Was it Valhalla? So it'll be after this game on the timeline. Yeah. So this will be the earliest we've seen. Basim, yeah. This will be set oh, cool. this will be set before Valhalla, I believe. Yep. If I'm wrong, okay. let me know. Everybody let me know if I'm wrong. But I yeah, I do believe that. Man. This is set okay, that's before. cool. That's cool. I'm so excited, dude. Like this is like so cool to me. Uh there's gonna be multiple cities to explore, separated by the desert and rivers like in Assassin's Creed One so cool uh the game will return to basics with a strong inspiration from assassin's creed one several rpg elements are removed there's no more dialogue choices no gender choice obviously because you're playing as an established character and no leveling system dude no dialogue choices that that gets me more excited than anything i'm so excited man that's awesome oh the gameplay was slightly different from that of Valhalla, less raw with new animations. Eagle Vision is is back. Like, proper Eagle Vision, but you still also have access to the bird, like the drone bird. Like, basically, the, the bird, you can still control it. But you get original Eagle Vision back, um, which is awesome. Uh, Basim will be able to use the string dagger to eliminate his opponents. Uh, there will be visions of Loki of how Loki manifested into Basim's body and consumed him. Oh. Um, oh my god. This <laughs> Here's the one. Here's the one, guys. Here's the one. If this turns out to be true, I'll fucking cry. Everything going forward going to make me cry. Ubisoft has secretly been preparing the remake of Assassin's Creed 1 based on the Mirage, what they've done with Mirage's engine and, and all the work they've done on Mirage, okay. Okay. and will reuse large parts of Mirage's assets. Assassin's Creed 1 Remake will be integrated into the Season Pass, which will include DLC in Constantinople when Barson meets Sigurd, which happens which happens off-screen in Valhalla. Like, 
Sigurd oh, is the reincarnation of Tia, yeah. So, like, when Tia comes back to the colony, the Viking colony, he's like, this is Basim, he is my friend, we are doing this and this and this, and he's like, so we're going to get to see that interaction, uh, which is awesome. And that all, uh, the DLC in Constantinople and the AC1 remake will be released a few months later. And then Ubisoft will unveil the future of Assassin's Creed on September 10 during Ubisoft Forward. This sounds like the Assassin's Creed game I've been asking for, man. Like, I'm so... Yeah, you know what I'm Excited, dude. I'm so excited. I, I cannot wait, man. September 11th at 5am cannot come quick enough, man. Like, I cannot wait. This feels like a spiritual success at AC1. But if they're really doing an AC1 remake, I better add that to the list of Assassin's Creed games I'm playing, bro. Because I'm definitely not playing <laughs> that one. Oh, I can't wait, man. I can't wait. Oh, so exciting. I hope I hope this is real, you know? Like it could it could just be somebody sprouting off bullshit. But I, I, I believe this. You know what I mean? I believe this now. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's that far fetched. Dude, so exciting. So exciting. And they wouldn't have oh. just announced the name of the game if it wasn't half true. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's like, I feel like this comes out two days before they accidentally leak their own fucking game. Like, hmm. Yeah, and to see Loki slowly taking control of Barsim, like, that'll be interesting. Like, maybe there's a bit of, like, that's going to confuse a lot of people, what I just said. But, yeah, like, I did my best to explain Assassin's Creed lore. I think you did well, mate. in depth and hard, and I'm sorry, but yeah, no, like, this feels like so fucking good like this like don't get me wrong i don't hate the rpg games i think they're great i just don't think they ever scratched that assassin's creed itch for me if this is a sort of like what a lot of the leakers are saying online is like the feeling of this game is what expansions or entries into the assassin's creed infinity game will feel like if that's what this is i'm down I'm ready. I'm so ready. So excited. I, I shouldn't hey. be this excited, but I uh, but I am. I reckon Ubisoft would be like the one group that could do that, like release a, a, a top game and then release entries, you know, every six months a year because they have that many studios working on Assassin's Creed. Whereas like, yeah, like Halo Infinite was meant to have like campaign releases constantly and that seems quite unlikely. Um, you know, I guess Destiny's at that point, though, where they do yearly drops. Like, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think Assassin's Creed with a real shot of making the live service game work. I'm very excited. I'm very excited. I can't, I don't know, I can't help it, man. The Assassin's Creed nerded me reading these leaks. It's like somebody, like, somebody found my dream journal and just took everything that I've written <laughs> down about Assassin's Creed out of it. You know what I mean? Like, like, the RPG elements are removing the gender choice, the leveling system, the dialogue choices. Perfect. They never felt Assassin's Creed. Never did they feel like Assassin's Creed. Except for maybe the gender thing. I didn't actually mind that one. But the leveling system annoyed the fuck out of me. Um, it, it just made too many things too awkward and weird. Uh, the dialogue choices, hated them. Because I always felt like I was missing something. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, absolutely. And they're too big of games to come back, put in another 30 hours to try a different option for a mission that I can't replay. So, yeah, the return to basics, Eagle Vision back, Visions of Loki missions, AC1 remake. Like, come the fuck on. And that remake has to be true. It has to be. Because looking at the <laughs> Assassin's Creed stuff, right? It's got Ubisoft Original, 
when they came out with the 30th anniversary, 30th anniversary, the uh, anniversary, um, I don't know why 30th came to my mind, the uh, Assassin's Creed anniversary event, well, they, were, they literally showed a brand new logo for Assassin's Creed 1 that says a Ubisoft original. They only started doing that after they bought out the Ezio collection, and they've been doing it for all of the Assassin's Creed games going forward. So why do a brand new logo for one game that came out all the way back in 2007? Of course you're going to do it because you're remaking it. Why would you do it for everything? Like, oh, I'm getting mental here. I'm losing my mind. I'm so excited, man. Like, I, I, I am so glad I decided to replay the Assassin's Creed games because, like, I feel like that's going to do a real, go a real jo uh, good job of, like, showing people why I love Assassin's Creed. And this is, this is it. This sounds like good Assassin's Creed. And I'm glad that we're hearing about good Assassin's Creed again. Like, Oh, nothing, nothing feels better than, yeah, like, yeah, a game oh. coming back in, in that sort of sense. Um, it's probably a good thing you've got until autumn to, to finish playing those games. Oh, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to power through them. I'm going to kill those games, man. I'm ready. I'm ready for Mirage. You play them like you've been playing Saints Row. I do believe you will get there. Man, I can do this. I can do this. I'm bloody ready. No, I'm very excited. I can't help but be excited. So I'm sorry if you're not an Assassin's Creed fan. I'm sorry if you're like, this game's going to be shit. But I am so excited and I can't dial it down. So, Mate, do you have anything you want to say like, about Assassin's Creed? Like, I, I, I'm just, I'm just going full nerd mode here. I'm not going to lie. <clears throat> I think this game, based on everything you've just told me in the leaks and that key art, it's probably the most interested I've been in Assassin's Creed this by five. I was quite interested in Unity, actually, but I think that was more because it was like a next-gen game more than anything. Um, but I, I don't know. I wish I wish I had dabbled more with Assassin's Creed back in the day. Um, it's about to enjoy this announcement the same way you are. Um, but yeah, I don't know. This, this seems all positive to me. Well, I think it's going to be... For anybody that's, like, not enjoyed the RPG stuff and fallen off, or somebody that's, like not interested in that stuff at all and wants to get into assassin's creed if this does come out and it is the smaller experience that they're saying this is perfect well, that's, perfect. What was, that's what i was thinking like if it ends up being just like a 15 hour thing for example like i don't know like i think it might be worth just enjoying the experience of what it is and then seeing if that hooks me for more yeah legit and i mean 15 hour experiences is, is like perfect like and i feel like if that's the sort of stuff that if Assassin's Creed Infinity turns out to be true and they are going to be aiming to drop like 15 hour experience like once a year that but like you know and just add it to a game that's constantly evolving that's cool like I'm excited to see like what vision they have for Assassin's Creed going forward because like it doesn't feel like it's a franchise that's going to die anytime soon you know what I mean like you don't celebrate an anniversary in a series that has so many games and you're releasing a smaller experience and you've got it like this this feels like it feels like a new start for assassin's creed it feels like they've listened to the core community who've been there since the beginning and that, that makes me so fucking excited and i hope people that have enjoyed the rpg style games can find something to love here as well like the, like just keep the keep the fan base growing you know what i mean like keep it growing um yeah, dude, so excited. So excited. So excited. Un unrelated question. Is that a copy of Tom Clancy's End of War on your shelf I can see behind you? Yes. Yes, you can. Did, did you like that game? I didn't hate it. <laughs> yeah. I, it was an interesting game. I didn't hate it either. I, yeah. I don't know if I loved it, but I 
I think I always wished it was a little bit like more, but at the same time, I don't know what they could do. So anyway, yeah, legit, just, yeah, it's a good point. Just notice that line. I'm going to start hiding random games or moving stuff see around. See if I know this, yeah. Yeah, see if he knows. But yeah, nah. Oh, dude, so excited. Well, mate, thank you for letting me rant for the last 15 minutes about how amazing Assassin's Creed is. I do appreciate it. Mate, we needed that positivity at the end. Mate, oh, man, I'm so glad I could deliver it. I'm very excited. It feels good. Personally, it feels great to be excited about Assassin's Creed again. Like, Love I to see it. Love to wait. see it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. Um, if you're looking for us and all of our excitement to do with the games that are coming up, you can find us over at AussieLag.com. That is your gateway. That is your gateway to everything, Aussie Lag. You can find links to everything we're doing. You want to continue the conversation on Discord? Link for that. You want to catch up on all the awesome videos we've been doing? Link to the YouTube. You want to watch me stream Assassin's Creed? You can find a link to that as well, to the Twitch. Go and do it. Go to ozilate.com right now. Don't hesitate. Be gone. Be gone. Um, but yeah, guys, that's going to do it for us this week. Jack, thank you for joining me, mate. Thank you for having me, as always. What a what a, what a great time to be an Assassin's Creed fan. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, may all your games be good ones, and we will catch you guys next week. Bye, everybody. Bye.